This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, December 7th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to Part 9 of their podcast, How to Leverage the U.S. Infrastructure Bill to Modernize the U.S. Power Grid. So technology is going to come into every aspect of this because we have known to do these things for a number of years, but we simply lacked the basic tools and the basic platform to do them with. That is not true today. We have that technology. And this will be simply applying that technology to a known problem. It should be a very stable and high probability success project. Excellent. Thank you. And I know, you know, personally, we've had numerous delegations in from countries over the past few months that are all focusing on this topic and grid modernization. And and Pat, you touch on it, right? I mean, even like the European energy shift and the potential that's there. Um, so thank you for that. And I think, you know, before we close out, it would be really great to hear from both of you and just um, get some of your final thoughts. Um, Mona, why don't you kick us off? You know, what are you hearing from some of the drivers in this space? I know you're you are you're knee deep into this this area. Um, any final thoughts from you? Absolutely. I think I just will reiterate what Pat said about the role of technology. I think everybody hopes and wishes to build transformational infrastructure for our country and generations to come. And we cannot do this if we do not truly build back better with technology. Um, all of us in the advocacy space have fought very hard to get software services, digitization, digitalization, monitoring and control language into the Infrastructure Investment Jobs Act. We wanted to make sure that those technologies would be eligible for programs like the Smart Grid Investment Grant Program, um, Transmission Facilitation Program, um, and, and a host of others. And so, you know, when working with the Gridwise Alliance um, and other trade associations, some of the crux of our work is to really convey back to the federal government hey, you said, you know, you said this stuff is eligible. Now we want to just make sure as you're standing up these new programs um, that you're hewing to the legislative language and that we are really going to be able to have um, companies be able to deploy this cutting edge technology so that we really can build back better and modernize our grid. Um, Another concern is that states um, are really struggling with staff, you know, just post-COVID inflation, supply chain, everything that's just kind of converging right now, um, states are understaffed and they need staff in order to get these dollars out the door. And so that is why I encourage the stakeholder outreach to them, because the more that they're hearing from the folks that are actually steeped in these issues and are helping others uh, troubleshoot them, um, the the better this money will be spent and the more likely it is to be spent on, on technology. And so I think to the extent, uh, if there are companies out there that have government relations teams in the states to really push for digitalization in those state legislatures and make sure that that is a theme that is running through your commentary um, with with these states. Uh, And and with that, you know, I, I think I'll just finally conclude with saying that, you know, let's just recognize that this is an unprecedented moment and we really do have a chance to take advantage of all of the great work that has been done by so many over the past decades. And so I'm hopeful um, that we will, in a couple of years, start seeing some really interesting uh, projects that are going to push us forward into the next energy landscape. 
To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. A swath of energy mining and rail transportation projects across the globe were facing uncertain futures after Clough Group was placed into voluntary administration. Its parent company, Murray and Roberts Holdings Limited, failed to secure an anticipated deal to sell Clough, which then appointed administrators from Deloitte to find a buyer and limit any financial impact. Industrial Info is tracking more than $33 billion worth of projects involving Clough's services. Last month, Murray and Roberts attempted to unload its stake in Clough through a sale and purchase agreement with WeBuild SPA, which has partnered with Clough on several major projects, but the deal collapsed. AES Corporation hopes to add 1,300 megawatts of renewables by 2027, including wind, solar, and battery energy storage systems, according to an integrated resource plan filed by AES Indiana on December 2nd. Industrial Info is tracking more than $800 million worth of active projects attributed to AES Indiana, out of more than $9 billion worth from AES Corporation across the U.S. During the darkest days of World War II, Winston Churchill urged his Allied partners to, quote, never let a good crisis go to waste. He sought to use the death and destruction caused by that war to create the United Nations. Churchill's exhortation forms the basis of a new report on global renewable energy trends by the International Energy Agency. Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February 2022 led to government and private sector actions that caused the agency to make the largest ever upward revision to its renewable energy forecast, the IEA noted. That upward revision, about 28% higher than last year's renewables forecast, projects that renewable energy will grow by nearly 2,400 megawatts over the 2022 to 2027 period. That projection is the agency's main case in an accelerated deployment case, renewables could grow to nearly 3,000 gigawatts by 2027. Industrial Info is tracking more than $3.8 billion worth of projects under construction in Nevada. While the biggest single project comes under the auspices of the metals and minerals industry, the power industry leads the state in the overall value of projects. And last week, Brazil's Petrobras released its five-year plan, including $78 billion in capital expenditures for 2023 through 2027. The state-owned oil and gas company expects to invest 83% of the capital funds in exploration and production, with offshore pre-salt fields accounting for 64% of new investments. Additionally, the company would invest about $7.8 billion in its refining operations. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck, reporting for Industrial Info News. Thank you.